Think about this. Ad spend on retail media networks globally will tip the scales at over $120 billion this year. It's on pace to be more than $160 billion by 2027. That's about 12 cents and 16 cents on the global marketing dollar, respectively. Now consider this. 83% of retail sales are still made inside of a brick-and-mortar store. Of the generally recognized global trade markets, only two have passed the 15% mark with 15% or more of sales coming from e-commerce, the United States and the United Kingdom. And both are in decline in that trend, with in-store shopping continuing to trend up. So while there's more room to grow for e-commerce brands in markets like Germany and Japan, the fact remains that retail is still king in every country on earth. So how do you create more engagement in a physical setting? How do you get customers to spend more money while reducing friction and increasing efficiency for yourself as a company? And how do you bridge the digital first buyer's journey with an experience like the one you'd get in a store? Because bridging that gap, whether you're a growth-minded clothing brand or a marketer bringing two-dimensional ideas to life as an out-of-home advertising campaign in the three-dimensional world, understanding how to bridge that gap is a storytelling secret that connects your customers to the outcome they're looking for and makes you the trusted guide in that journey. Welcome to Out of Home Insider, the first podcast for media and marketing executives that connects how offline attention drives conversion. My name is Tim Rowe, and for the past three years, I've been interviewing guests about their unique insights in bridging this misunderstood and undervalued opportunity for brands to create alchemy in the real world. Today's guest is Raghav Sharma, co-founder of Perfectly, a virtual shopping platform that is reimagining the future of retail with a focus on personalization and bottom line impact. We talk about the unique challenges of connecting the digital shopping experience with the physical and how augmented reality and AI are powering a personalized future that will usher in a new era of great advertising if we let it. And so that's the big idea that I'd like you to consider today. How do you consistently expose yourself to new perspectives? How well do you integrate ideas that come from the places you least expect them to? Because if you find yourself in a room that looks like an echo chamber and sounds like an echo chamber, it might just be an echo chamber. Sam Walton said it best. Great ideas come from everywhere. You can just listen and look. So without further ado, let's go. Welcome everybody to the Out of Home Insider Show, a podcast like no other, hosted by the one and only... Tim Rowe. Get ready to have some knowledge dropped on you and to be entertained because nothing's more valuable than food for your brain. So sit back, relax, we're about to dive in as the best industry podcast is about to begin. Raghav, you co-founded perfectly with your father, which as a dad myself, I think is awesome. And maybe we can talk about that a little bit sure. later on, what it's like co-founding a company with your dad. But the story actually starts with your cousin and his wife and a whole bunch of shopping, online shopping returns. Maybe start there. How did how did this idea come to be? How did Perfectly uh, experience its own Genesis story? Well, thanks for having me on, Tim. And, you know, starting something with your dad, it, it runs the range of great to not so great, as you can imagine. But, uh, you know, perfectly, we really got our start, as you mentioned, with just how people shop. So my father was visiting my cousin and his wife, and he was with them for a couple of weeks. 
And he was struck by how friendly he got with the UPS driver. <laughs> this guy was dro- dropping off packages left and right. And, uh, you know, my father being a concerned individual, just kind of part of how much of this stuff are you paying for? And my uh, my cousin's wife, you know, assured him, she's like, look, this is all from Zappos. Most of it is almost all of it is going back. Uh, don't worry about it. And that got him thinking because, you know, it may have been easy for her to get all these things to free, have it shipped for free, have it sent back for free. But somewhere in his words, someone was taking it on the chin. And sure. that got that got us really thinking. And, you know, perfectly, we are a uh, virtual fitting platform, which has been custom built for apparel e-commerce, sort of using AI, machine learning and AR and VR technologies. And, uh, you know, what we did is we started looking at customer behavior. Mm -hmm. And it was all about for us in the beginning days of how can we get people to reduce their returns so that we can drive down the costs associated with all of that. And we learned that it's so much more. They're they're buying a lot, not with the intention of having to return. I'm buying a lot to go through it so that I can pick out the items I do like that I want to keep. It's like trying it on essentially, but at the retailer's expense because they're having to ship it to you and process the returns and and go through all of that hard work themselves. Yeah. No, I mean, for the consumers, you said it in your intro, Tim, that, you know, sort of physical retail is still the king in every country around the world. And what consumers have been trying to do, albeit sort of inefficiently, is recreate that physical or the physical Mm. store in their living room. Um, and so that is really what we, that was our aha moment because we said, we realized that it wasn't just about returns, but there was so much more going on. First, there was consumers who weren't making purchases that they might've made if they were in store because they just can't tell how something fits them. So they just never buy it. The unplanned purchase. Like you mentioned, there's the over ordering with the intention of returning all or most of it. And then for the companies themselves, there's a huge drag on their environmental performance, on their financial performance, because they're having to purchase more goods, they're having to buy more materials, manufacture more, et cetera. And then there's the operational performance of having bloated inventory, producing more in, uh, in sizes that you may not need. Uh, and then things come back returned and you have to reinspect them, get them back into the supply chain. Or, you know, in the case of like some European brands that had horrible news, they just burn stuff. So just straight up season. burning the returns. Just straight up burn, you know, I can't remember who it was. It was either H&M or Burberry. And they just got terrible press uh, for burning hundreds of millions of dollars of clothes. Okay, so the actual job to be done here is enable shoppers to have the most native shopping experience possible in the environment that they're most comfortable shopping in or meeting them where they are. I mean, put it put it even more simply, we offer them a way to digitally try something before they buy it. 
just like they do in the in the physical environment. So that way they have more confidence in their purchases, whether it's trying out a new brand for the first time, a new silhouette in a brand that they know, or even just playing around with different fabrics because different fabrics will fit you different ways, you know, whether it's jersey versus silk. And putting that into the home and letting them shop at their own convenience, so not tied to when the store is open or how far away it is or any other thing that might uh, stop them from shopping. When it comes to creating investment confidence, specifically with offline media, out-of-home advertising, and especially if you're working with born online digital-first brands, there's no tool, in my opinion, there's no tool better than Placer AI for doing that and telling that story of how audiences move in the real world and how that relates to your out-of-home media network, to your out-of-home media service. Placer AI is a great tool for doing that, whether you're a place-based media network or you're an out-of-home specialist agency. This is one of the most valuable tools you could add to your arsenal for creating investment confidence. And if you're a brand and you want absolutely deterministic evidence that you are connecting with and engaging with the right audiences offline in the physical world as you build a real world brand, there's no, no better tool than this. You can sign up completely for free at Placer AI. And if you're interested in getting a little bit more behind the scenes and under the hood, send me an email, tim at theoohinsider.com. You'll get a personal demo from me with Placer. I'll be with you throughout the entire experience. And if it's the right fit for you, I'll make sure that you're onboarded and everything is a great experience from tip to tail. So if you're looking for more tools to create investment confidence around buying decisions in the real world, Check out placer.ai, sign up for a free account today. Now, back to the episode. It's interesting. I, I was at a conference a few months ago, and there was uh, someone there from the, the TripAdvisor creative team, and they were talking about how they're building this Web3 TripAdvisor overworld because a, a vacation is the most expensive experience that we don't try before buying. So this idea of how do we enable trying things that are experienced in the physical world before we buy them as a way to solve all the, these other overarching business problems, it's, it's, it's very relevant to right now and where we are as an out-of-home advertising industry. And one of the reasons I was so excited to, to connect and, and have this conversation, but obviously it's a long road to get to having technology that scans a human body and fits on a t-shirt and can change that between sizes and, and manufacturers, et cetera. So where do you start? How do you start in solving a problem like this? Well, you know, when we, you know, when my uh, father had that epiphany, we just, uh, you know, we're both problem solvers. So he is a, this is his ninth company. God that bless. He started. That's awesome. Uh, I, this is my third company. And so we both love the challenge of trying to help companies or industries get better. Uh, you know, for him, it's all about waste and how can I drive waste out of the system? Neither one of us had background in the fashion industry. You know, my wife would argue that I have zero background <laughs> in the fashion industry. <laughs> and, uh, 
But uh, so for us, it was a lot of education because at first we couldn't believe it. We said, you know, this is this can't be real. What no seeing, way that this real. is what we're still doing. Right. And if if even if it is real, someone's got to have solved it. So we started looking at what the solutions that were out there at the time. And what we realized is that they were based on really antiquated techniques and antiquated technologies that uh, hadn't caught up to where the world had evolved and specifically smartphones, different spatial cameras and the ability to digitize physical objects. Now, they were literally almost saying, "Okay, well, we've compared the size chart of this brand with the size chart of this brand. And we mm-hmm. think that a small in this brand is a medium in this brand. And that's what mm. we recommend to you. Um, and that was so like best practice that up was until, practice. I mean, I'm guessing there's still companies doing that. Cause I, I have a heck of a time just buying something as simple as a t-shirt. <laughs> there, are, there are still a lot of companies doing that. Um, but so we started with that. Then it was a lot of running around the world, actually. You know, there's groups in Germany, the PhDs who study how to build digital humans. There's this professor up in Cornell who has all been studying virtual fitting rooms, going down to Cary, North Carolina, where some of the heart of American apparel uh, manufacturing is and learning what they do. And so there was a, you know, what, what's that saying? You know, kind of measure twice, cut once in the, in the industry. Yeah. So we did that. And then we started building it and we set up these series of gates, if you will. Okay. Every six months, let's check in and let's see, can the technology do what we think it can? And, you know, we were fully expecting at some point to hit a wall, but it just kept going and it just kept getting better and better and better. And so we launched commercially a little bit before the pandemic with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of boutique brands. And so that's really how we got started. Wow. So launching right before the pandemic, obviously you had no idea of what was coming. How did that impact adoption? I'm sure it accelerated things. Did How do you balance the acceleration with, you know, a product roadmap? What happened next? What happened when those dynamics all came into play simultaneously? So, you know, we were lucky that we had a year before the pandemic with our first nine customers. And it allowed us to see what types of apparel it really worked with, what types it worked less well with. Uh, you know, long story short, we steered away from swim, from intimates, and for privacy reasons, children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, it allowed us to see what the metrics could be, how we could impact returns and so on. And then came March 20. Right. And uh, everything changed. Cue the bomb, bomb, bomb. Exactly. Uh, and for us, it it's sort of a tale of two cities, if you will. Uh, you know, there was the heart of the pandemic when brands were just struggling. because, right. And not so much because people weren't shopping. I mean, they weren't. But. They could have gone to the e-commerce sites. They could have bought things, but they couldn't get goods out of China. And for right. this industry, that's huge, right? So much is sourced through and manufactured in China. So, you know, there were brands that we were working with that had to shut down because they just couldn't get inventory out and they just withered and withered up. But 
what it made people realize in the industry is that digital was here to stay. The customer experience had to evolve because they were getting killed on the KPIs, you know, in store. You know, it goes back to what we said, right? Physical retail is still king. Mm-hmm. In store, in this industry, you get a 25% conversion rate. So one in four people okay. who walk into your stores buy something. All right. Uh, you have a return rate of less than 10% because, you know, people walk out fully knowing how that garment's going to fit uh, and how it's going to work and look on them. It's only when they get home and they notice some loose threads, a missing button, uh, that they might go back and return to the store. Online, that's flipped on its head. You have a conversion rate, which if you're really good, is at 3%. So one in, you know, uh, one in north of 30 people buy something and your return rates are 30 to 40%. Wow. Uh, and in things like women's dresses, they can go up as high as 80 to 90% wow. returns. So while you had this lifeline during the pandemic that kept these brands going, they were getting killed financially by it. And as consumers got used to it, right? Uh, I used to be at McKinsey uh, before and they looked at different industries and they realized that on average, digital adoption had been yanked forward five years from where the trend line was before the pandemic. And while some of these new adoptees were going to bleed out and go back to offline ways of purchasing, a lot were going to stay because they liked the convenience and they Mm -hmm. liked the, you know, everything else about it. And so you suddenly had this channel that had been helping, 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 which is now up here. And you have to figure out a way to make it financially viable. Obviously things are going great. We're selling lots and lots of stuff online. So you, you start developing this technology and all of these challenges exist within these big retail e-commerce giants and they don't have a great solution for it, they start implementing this technology. Maybe walk us through from a consumer standpoint, how the technology works for us as a consumer, and then talk to specifically some of those like bottom line business impacts that brands are seeing because of implementing this. Sure. Uh, it, you know, it goes back to what we said about physical retail and Sounds strange coming from an e-commerce adjacent technology, but we think the best way to buy something is to go into the store because you have you, you have all the clothes at your disposal. You have America, you know, you walk out of there pretty happy. And that was our philosophy when building the technology and the platform is how can we recreate that real world experience online? And what we've ended up with is sort of this five-step process Uh, The first starts with the consumer. You're at home. You have your smartphone. You download either our app or you go to your favorite brand that we work with. And we've integrated our app capabilities in their their app. Mm -hmm. Take a few photos of yourself wearing gym clothes. And from that, our AI is able to extract your body shape and recreate you as we call it, the avatar. Uh, Recreate your avatar, which is about 98% accurate to your body (laughs) dimensions. From just pictures of me in my gym clothes, which is what I wear 98% of the time. I would be one of these fashion uninformed folks. It takes less than, you know, most people get through it in 30 seconds. It takes you less than a minute 
and you can do it as many times as you want. And people asked us, why do you let people redo it? I'm like, have you seen me after Thanksgiving? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's a great point, right? Like, that's a really interesting point. Just that, like, hey, it's summer. I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit in better shape. I've lost a few pounds. My body's changed. I've been going to the gym, I've been working out. Your body changes through these seasons. So it would make sense to update your physical profile yeah. in, in this environment. I'm not sure what that gym thing you're talking about is, but yeah, it sounds it's, good. I, heard about, I saw a commercial. I, it's, they sent me a postcard. Nice. Uh, so. <laughs> No, I mean, it's something where it's true. And also, uh, well, we'll get to this in a bit. But so, you know, you you create your avatar. And so you've got your digital double. And we don't store the photos. We don't store the avatars as images. We store them as a data cloud so that, you know, no one would ever see an image of an avatar other than the person when they're actually shopping. Um, The second is we work directly with the brands. Uh, So this... uh, the, what they send to their manufacturing facilities, they send to us in parallel. And from the that actual like samples, the, the, so not actual samples, but you know, a lot of, all, when we started, it was about 20% of brands. Now it's, you know, north of 50% of brands use these uh, electronic tech packs. So oh, it is okay. what you were thinking about those physical samples, but digitized. So they have digital cat cut patterns. They have the, what they call the grading logic. So how do you go between sizes they have the fabrics that are used so that you can, you know, what different, fa- what different fabrics uh, this is are used a looser where. fabric. This one wears a little tighter. This one's going to shrink in the wash. Yeah, well, actually what the fabric is itself, because what our system does is we have all the material properties of that fabric. Wow. Which then what it allows us to do is when we're e-stitching from that information they send us, we e-stitch the garment to create a digital twin that's going to behave the same way online as the real world garment does. And that fabric is key to that. So you've got these two things. You've got these two digital properties. Brand integrates us onto their website. So there's okay. a little try it on button. You're shopping. You're like ah, interested in this in this dress. Let me see how it looks on me. You click the try it on. Now, if you're a returning shopper, what it does is it pulls your avatar um, and it takes that data cloud, reconstitutes it into the image. And then it takes the digital twin, that digital e-garment, and it simulates you wearing it. So it drapes it on you using those fabric properties, the physical dimensions, the construction, you know, where you put the stitching will, uh, will affect how it drapes. And it calculates what it thinks the best fitting size is for you. Now, this is where we could stop and we could say, hey, you know, you're, you're a size six. But that, but we don't, uh, because we realize that just giving people a point answer mm-hmm. doesn't help them. Okay. Because people love to see how things look on them. They have personal preferences. You know, you might like things looser. Some people might like things tighter. You have different occasions you're wearing it for, you know, high school reunion, wedding, you may want to slay it, work, you care a little bit less, that mythical gym we were talking about, you may care, you may not even care. Yeah, yeah, supposedly, this Uh, this gym. So so what you do is we visualize it to you, and all this takes place in less than a second. So suddenly you see your avatar wearing the system recommended size, 
and we allow you to size up so you can see a looser size, size down, so you can see a tighter size, and it shows you, you know, if this shirt was tight on me, it would actually show it pulling across like this. It would show it gaping. It shows you where the sleeves are bunching. You know, the, it's actually kind of scary how realistic the wrinkling and where it's tight, where it's loose is. So that way, instead of adding two or three things to a cart, you add just the size that you're looking for. Just what you're looking for. Yeah. And I think that applied so literally to what we do with advertising in the in the physical world. It can be, sometimes it can be hard for a, a first-time brand who maybe hasn't done offline media before to understand what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. Um, yep. And a few months ago, caught up with the founder of a, a metaverse as a service company, thinking about how do we use the metaverse to tell some of these stories? So it's it's interesting to see a lot of industries having this same type of challenge. How do we create that what would be a physical experience in a digital type of platform? It's a funny you mentioned the metaverse when the metaverse was having its moment before generative AI came out. <laughs> um, we all, all of six months ago. <laughs> six months ago, exactly. changing so fast. Uh, and, uh, you know, we realized that with all the data that the brands were giving us to create these digital e-garments, we could help them abstract that into the metaverse so that they could sell NFTs based wow. off of that. They could sell digital clothing for people's online avatars. Makes sense. It didn't have to be a humanoid shape. We were able to abstract it in roadblocks so you could outfit your dinosaur you could yeah or whatever it was that's cool uh, so that we could help brands as they as they go into meta into the metaverse or other digital properties we could help them based on what we what we built and but you know going back to the the core the e-commerce uh mission you know we've we've seen sort of stunning stats if i can toot my own yeah, horn over I, I would love to yeah break that down right so so the technology makes sense obviously for from a consumer standpoint from a business standpoint if i can solve this challenge if i can have a more diverse potentially product line and be more operationally efficient like all of these business impacts are very attractive break that down what does it actually look like when we put rubber to the road when you so connect these experiences when we talk to brands, we always we always uh, aim to help them to reduce their returns by a third and to increase their conversion by about twenty percent. Okay. So you know, if your return rate was sixty percent, we want to help you get it down to forty percent. If your conversion was three percent, we want to help you get it to three point six percent. In reality, we are shooting way past those marks. So for the brands that are using us, their return rates are down, you know, almost 64%. Wow. So on average, our brands used to have return rates of 28%. Now it's down to 10%. That's closer on to those in-store numbers. Yeah, absolutely. And then our, our conversion rate has gone from an average of 4% to 7.2%. And wow, what this means for brands is that it means that their sales numbers are going up by about 70%. Uh, While reducing returns by 64%. 
Exactly. Uh, or sorry, the industry uses two measures. It uses gross sales okay. and then net sales, which okay. nets oh, okay. all the returns. It. So it's the net sales that goes net, up. Net. Once uh, the the impact of both those forces, uh, and you know, what, when working with some of the brands, what we've estimated is, you know, it, that translates into an earnings uplift of anywhere from ten to fifteen percent when measured as a percentage of revenue, not as a percentage of uh, earnings. And depending on what metric you're looking at, you know, your supply chain metrics are changing anywhere from, you know, four percent to fifteen percent getting better and set, you know, kind of similar impact on financial metrics uh, and very similar impact on environmental metrics. So it's, uh, it's really moving the needle for people. That's incredible impact. And obviously all of that means happier customers that don't have to buy as many things and they're getting the right products. And th- that that's all inherent to this. Where does it go from here? we I've talked a few times in this conversation that retail is still king and brick and mortar is still the place to be. In our first conversation, we talked about what what the technology could look like applied to a physical environment. What do you see being possible? So, you know, obviously, we've really focused on the e-commerce aspect of it. Uh, we've also focused on the data aspect, which is what helps brands think about their inventory planning. It helps them actually make better design decisions because they're seeing who's actually mm. shopping them so they can change their designs to work for the body shapes of what people are shopping. But one of the things, one of those learnings that we talked about and some of the stats that we've been talking about is that conversion rate. So how do you provide an experience to a shopper that makes them want to buy. And that's where it intersects with sort of the out of home advertising and getting people aware of your brand. You know, for us, there's a couple things that we do in store. One is we can set up the system in store, right? You could have massive screens. You can have someone log in via tablet and oh, cool. do, a, do a pre-shop. So that they're not running around the store. You know, you could tie it to a to a shopping assistant. Who mm. will say, oh, here are the six things you've picked. I'll go get them for you, and they're in your in your uh, fitting room by the time you get done. The other thing that we have is what we call as a fit whisper, where if you have the app and you're walking by a rack, uh, you can either scan the item and pull up and see how it's going to look on you so that you can make a decision right then and there on whether to bring it to the fitting room or even if you like it enough that you just put it in your shopping basket. Um, Or, you know, if depending on privacy settings and how you enable it, it could even be like a little, oh, you get a, a vibration and you look down at your phone and it's like, hey, this thing you just walked by, this is how you look in it. And I think that is... So that is where one of using that offering is where one of the biggest out uh, out of store out of home applications could be. And you and I talked about those personalized displays where based on what direction you're viewing them from, you could see one of those. And as people are walking by, they have perfectly enabled in their on their phone, um, or you know the shop has perfectly enabled. 
there is some interaction between the display and your phone. You either push the image to the phone or using your directional display, you show them that in, uh, mm. in, in their, uh, in their, you know, just so that they only, they can see it and you try to pull them into the store that way or make them aware of the brand, things like that. Oh, um, this is exciting. You know, lookbooks. You know, right now people send you emails or physical brochures, which have, sure. you know, the world's best models wearing their clothes. And you're like, well, that looks great on them. And they've pinned it at the back. And right. I'm not six, three, one sixty. Exactly. <laughs> but, I, you know, using- I know, it's hard to tell on the, on the, on the, on the webcam, but it's not my build. Could be, could be, could you know, be. I'll only see you from the shoulders up, but uh, <laughs> so so we, uh, you know, you can do the same things. You can send people personalized lookbooks digitally as part of your marketing campaigns, which show them in the clothes. How cool could, is that? You could even quickly do again out of home lookbooks like pull the person up in five different looks. Uh, you know, maybe it's a seasonal campaign. So you, you know, so starting to be fall, you want to show them that's in cool. your winter collection as they're walking by the store or they're in the store uh, or wherever they might be. So there's lots of different ways that this can intersect um, to get to people helping them with or get to people and help brands and marketers get more exposure, more awareness, and not really tie it to just the, I am here pressing, try it on because I am shopping. Thinking about what does that modern customer experience look like? That that idea of being able to further enable an in-store experience by before I even, is this something that I should even try on, right? If I, if I can I can eliminate friction in those steps in the decision-making process. What is that impact? I don't know. And it's an exciting thing to, to certainly set a, a course and direction to in the future. I was on a, a webinar earlier this week about physical retail media and thinking about that, thinking about how does technology create a more personalized experience and how does that look today in 2023 and what does it look like in 2030 and i yeah. think that we've yeah, certainly no, got the start pers- of it personalization and then also you know, everyone says omni-channel what does omni-channel what does omni-channel mean, mean? right and you ha- it's just basically being able to allow in my opinion it's being allowing shoppers to shop how they want to shop right there's a lot of things that my family we order online but we live right over a gap in New York city. Mm-hmm. So we can drop things off. We don't have to ship things back. Um, and you know, there's happy returns and all those random places. I mean, there's just so many different ways. And then there's certain things that, you know, I will never buy a suit online. You know, <laughs> That's a great I, point. Yeah. I mean, eventually I will, I'm sure, you know, like I'm going to eat my words and like three years from now, I'm going to buy a suit online, but right now I still like to go in and see it and then talk to the tailor uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm not so fancy that I get custom suits. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm just like, Hey, can you take the sleeve up a little bit? Uh, and so, you know, shoppers 
forget shoppers beach. We can say there's differences in shoppers, but even in a shopper, there's differences. And it differs by category. It different, differs by brand, how and where they want to interact. And so having the digital capabilities and the physical capabilities to meet them in all those different places is what's, in my opinion, going to help a retailer or a brand really satisfy their customers and succeed going forward. Beautifully said. I couldn't agree more. And I don't know that there's a better exclamation point for us to to bring the train back into the station. Raghav, give, give in, in the real world, we use Latin long. So give folks the Latin long. Where do they find you? Where do they learn more about Perfectly? How do they stay connected with you and everything that you got going on? So you can find us at perfectly.com. That you know, if you're a brand or a retailer and you want to learn more about us, that's a great place to start. Uh, you know, otherwise you could always email me, uh, which is raga.sharmaperfectly.com. And Tim, hopefully you'll tell them how to spell that. If, if I will do you notes. one better. I'm going to put it in the show notes. So that all I have to do is copy and paste. Ah, and, uh, you know, <laughs> we're happy. We're happy to jump on the phone, jump on Zoom, come out to see you and talk about how you could get started for shoppers that want to uh, want to you know try it out. They can download the app from the App Store, uh, both uh, you know, and also Google Play, and then uh, you know just start taking us out to your favorite brands if we're if we're there. So that's uh, that's how you'd get started. Awesome. We'll make sure to link to all of those resources in the show notes. Can't thank you enough for being here and sharing as much as you have today. It's my pleasure, Tim, and thanks again for having me. Absolutely. If you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with somebody who could benefit. As always, make sure to smash that subscribe button. And wherever you're listening, leave the podcast review. That's how you help us grow. We'll see you all next time. It might take a lifetime to know just who you are. Quarter century, I finally came to my senses. I finally got my hand up on the tinted Benz, kid. I see the world clear through my tinted lenses. With the dream and the drive, the possibilities endless. Now print that, send this all the way to Tokyo. Take a trip down south, down to Mexico. Next stop, Shanghai, the world-class trade show. First class all the way, cause that's how we roll. Yeah, call us the rockstar businessman. Rocking shows we handle business, man. We got our own future in the palm of our hands. Cause divided we fall and together we stand.